Good everyone, Bigosie Pepper here and welcome back to the podcast here with episode 23. And I thought I might do some sort of updates in between episodes because sometimes episodes are a little bit further apart than I would like. So a few little updates. I had to open up some of the flour that I have canned recently and one of them was still sealed quite well and the other one um, is still to come off. Now, not too much of a problem when it's something like flour, which really you don't need to vacuum seal. I was just giving it a try to see how it would go. But interesting to note, um, I'm thinking maybe a bit of flour got on the lid while I was sealing it. And now that I've got the lids that go over the jars that allow you to use the vacuum sealer with that, I might actually get a, it's called a brake bleeder, and they can actually be used to hand pump the air out of them. So rather than getting uh, the powder potentially caught in uh, your vacuum sealing machine, I'm going to be using that instead. But I don't have that just yet, but that was a good little experiment. I needed flour. We're currently in lockdown here in uh, Victoria, uh, so I need to um, be maybe dipping into some of my supplies a bit rather than going down to the shops. But that's why we have these things, isn't it? Another update, uh, Valentine's Day has just passed. Congratulations to everyone who has a special someone to send it with. And if you don't, that's okay. If you're looking for someone, just keep going. Probably pretty hard in these these times. Uh, My wife and I spent Valentine's Day together working on our... EDC and go bags, which was great fun because my wife's starting to get more into preparedness, which I think is fantastic. And it was a great exercise for them to see, okay, let's put everything you want in a bag. Right. Now, can you lift that bag? No. Okay. So you're going to think about what would you actually need for an EDC or everyday carry? Would you actually need to be carrying with you? And the way I like to try and frame it is try and think of the furthest away place that you would be traveling from. Or pick a couple of places. So for us, uh, for example, the pharmacies are a bit of a drive. So and something we have to to visit on a semi-regular basis. So if you were there and you weren't able to use your car, the car broke down, or there was an EMP pulse or something less likely, then how would you go about getting home? So the challenge becomes having enough things to be able to get home, but not trying to carry everything and the kitchen sink. So that was a really good activity for us to do together. And I got to work on my bag a bit. My wife has the medical background, so we're able to discuss some of the medical problems. And we also sort of come up together with an idea for a more modular system, which I might have mentioned before. We've been working on that idea a bit more, where you would uh, use your car as like a base station, and then you'd get your bag, and you'd open up your boot, and then you'd say, well, I need this kind of package, maybe a winter package, which has uh, warmer clothes in it, and a summer package, which has sunscreen and bugs, bug spray. So you grab what you need, assemble your bag, and go also looking at the different types of bags, the difference between a get-home bag and a go bag and an EDC, and that can be quite confusing for new preppers as well. So that's been really educational, and I've always found that if you're confident enough in the knowledge that you have, then you are often able to teach as well. So that was interesting. So I wanted to get into the main topic for today, which is pets and preparedness. I've got uh, two fairly large dogs and two very cute cats, and I've often thought what would happen if there was some sort of scenario where you weren't allowed to leave your home <clears throat> and you need to look after your pets. Well, there's a few obvious simple ones. Our first one would obviously be water. Uh, at the moment, it's quite easy in Australia, in Victoria in particular, all the water here is pretty clean, comes out the tap. You've got a pretty good filtration system and they add the appropriate things to the water to make it clean and drinkable. However, I understand that dogs in particular are able to drink from water that is less than safe for what we would need as humans. So, just because you see a dog drinking from a body of water, let's say a pond or something, doesn't mean you should be able to also drink from that same pond without treating it first. So keep that in mind. 
I've got a rather large bucket that I fill up to let my dogs drink from. So that's uh, their main source of water. But also one of my dogs likes to drink from the tap, so that's also quite fun. The same goes for the cats. I'm not sure about how well they can drink um, dirty water. I know quite a few people have their cats outdoors. I imagine they're going to drink some dirty water somewhere. My two cats are strictly indoor, though, so they get to have their water nice and clean. The next thing on the list, obviously, would be food. My dogs mostly eat dry food. I get big bags from the pet shop of the, what is it again? It's like large breed uh, Purina, I think it is. And I try and get the big bags. I've done a little calculation where I just simply wrote the start date when I brought the bag and when it ended. And the whole bag lasted me just under a month. So if I'm able to buy one or two bags and keep one bag ahead, so always have one bag that I haven't opened yet, then I'll have at least a month's worth of food. And that could be stretched out by adding things like rice and grated carrots. So there's quite a few different ways that you could extend the food as well. Another way that we could extend their food and have something a bit more long-term would be to have some canned food. They would store quite well. They're like many canned foods for humans. As long as the seals are not damaged, then they will last quite some time. If your pets are on any medication, then see what you can do to try and stock up on that. I know that can be hard uh, hard enough with humans trying to get ahead with your medicine. But if you can with the dogs, uh, my dogs take just a monthly combination, you know, flea and parasite and tick uh, prevention tablets. So I usually buy them in a six-month supply. Maybe I could get some extra ones to put away. They're not going to go off anytime soon. And then I know that they'll be protected for all the days to come. Something I have thought about, because I do take my dogs for pretty regular walks, is I have seen you can get, uh, what do you call it? I don't want to call it clothing, because they're not really clothing. There are sort of packs you can get, almost like saddlebags that you'd put on a bicycle that you can get for your dogs. So you could actually put some supplies in that. You could carry around some um, poopy bags, and you could carry around some any sort of medical supplies you might need for them. I have a collapsible bowl in my EDC that I can use to give them water if I need to. That makes it easier than trying to let them drink from my drink bottle. And I, would, I don't know, like in summer, they'd probably overheat. In the winter, it could be handy if they can carry some stuff, but you'd have to get them used to that. They are used to wearing um, a jacket, like a, a dog coat during the winter. Uh, so I think they would be okay with that. But obviously start them off just with it empty and then add a little bit of stuff and a little bit more and see how they go. You have to take into account things like if your dog is older and has some, you know, arthritis, maybe they're not going to be the one that's going to be carrying stuff. Next one I find to be one of the hardest, which is sort of on that same vein as the medicine, but also like if you need to treat a wound for them. Now, my dogs, they're quite silly and trying to treat any sort of injury, they seem to take it as a personal insult and they don't like too much. It's quite hard and I usually need to get the vet to do even simple things like uh, clipping their claws because they just don't cooperate. So that's one that I still need to put some thought into. If I need to do some sort of treatment on my dogs, that's going to be difficult. A couple here that my kids picked out for me are shoes for your dogs. Uh, A lot of areas where people walk and it's quite rugged, then shoes might be something you already have for your dogs. Uh, That's something they will need to get used to. If you look up um, dogs wearing shoes for the first time on the internet, you will find some rather amusing videos of dogs trying to walk with them. It is something they need to adjust to. It's clearly not natural for them, but uh, their paws are not indestructible. I usually only walk on mostly sealed roads and some 
um, well, you know, footpaths and some dirt tracks and stuff, so nothing too severe. But if you're in a very hot climate or very cold climate, then you might already have some shoes for your dog. If not, now would be a good time to start looking. Last two items on my list here from my kids are some extra bedding. Make sure they've got uh, blankets and we've got some nice comfortable beds recently so for our big dogs. So they're, they're quite well set up and quite spoiled really. And the other one would be some extra leads and stuff. If you have leads, harnesses, uh, we use head leaders. I actually find them quite good. There's a brand called Halti, H-A-L-T-I, uh, that I find quite good for big dogs. I've tried the harnesses before and that was just like being pulled along by a sled dog. So I quite like the head leaders. I guess extra one as a bonus, some treats for your pets. Um, they're not going to know that, you know, the, necessarily that the, the world's coming to an end. So uh, make sure they've got some, some nice treats. You can get um, from the butchers rather large bones. And you can also ask them to cut them in half. Cut them lengthwise. Uh, very good if you've got two large dogs. I think ask them to cut them up into quarters even probably. I've not asked to do that before, but I reckon they'd be happy to do that. Well, that's all I've got for today, guys. Thanks for coming along and have a think about what you need to add for your pets. Because I've only got cats and dogs. You could have birds or snakes or fish. So think about what you might be able to do to better prepare for your pets. And let me know once I release the video in the comments of that video uh, what I've missed out or what you'd like to add to your kits. So thanks everyone for coming along. And remember, until next time, if you can't be the grey man, be the big man. See you.